BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. friends. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. Is the Eric Zane Show podcast. The Daily Show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. So glad that you are here. Here we go. It, uh, where I am, it's uh, uh, horrible weather, like f- for a horseman of the apocalypse type of weather. Cold, wind, rain, and autumn wind. You know what's interesting is uh, up north in the upper peninsula of Michigan, Winter storm warning. And uh, it's like, ah, the forecast calls for 18 inches. I'm not even kidding you. 18 inches of snow up there. Oh, my God. You must be a hearty soul to be able to pull that shit off. My God. Show happens uh, each and every day in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. And uh, I feel much better. My God, Friday was rough. Jesus, uh, I I am not young anymore. And staying up till uh, three in the morning, not like I was partying, but still uh, just being up that amount of time. And then uh, the last thing you did before you went to bed was screaming like an idiot for one hour um, to a bunch of college kids. That's not easy. So... Yeah, that uh, I barely, I'm not even kidding you. I barely remember sitting down to chat because we did chat for like 15, 20 minutes or something like that on Friday. Basically me saying, hey, I am not going to be able to do this today, but I wanted to take at least a little bit of time to explain to you what was up and get the word out. Because sometimes if people don't, if I just don't show up, people get worried and they're like, hey, what the fuck happened to you? Where are you? So, uh, yeah, that was what was going on there. But, um, because I just, when I got up and started to move around on Friday and drink my coffee and I was like, I already feel, uh, this discomfort and pain in my vocal cords. And I, you can still hear it to some degree, um, that there's some degree of rasp to it, which isn't really pleasant in my opinion. And, uh, so I was like, boy. You know, and I've got, you know, two hours of the free podcast, do another 40 to 45 minutes on the Patreon. Ben and I are going to record, um, this new segment that we want to do. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck we're going to call it. Listening to old radio, uh, air checks of mine or others. I don't even know yet where we are on that, but then that, and then the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, and then 
You know, I keep going. And then, and then I had a uh, PA work to do opening night for the Grand Rapids Griffins. I was like, there's no way I can get this done. It's, it's, I actually will barely be able to be okay for the Griffins game. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of want to be on, be on your best. These people spend a lot of money, go to these games. There's 10,000 people there. You know, I'm making it. So I didn't do anything. I wiped, wiped the schedule clean, which is a very, very rare thing for me. And, uh, I just zonked actually before that, I watch a, a new show that I'd been meaning to uh, watch for quite some time called Dark Winds on AMC. And it's such a ridiculous thing because, you know, uh, you'd think that it would be available on demand. And it's not. It's like, well, I, I have the channel. Who doesn't, for God's sake? And they, they don't make the show. They only put the first show available on your on demand. I was like, what? And uh, set in 1971 in the Navajo Nation, which I didn't know anything about the Navajo Nation. It's the biggest uh, uh, Indian reservation in America. And uh, it is very mysterious. Who done it? Western detective, I guess. Cowboy. Oh, God. And so I watched one episode of that thing. I was like, oh, I love this show. First season was only seven episodes. I sure hope that they renewed it because I plan on watching all these episodes. I go to watch episode two and I can't get it anywhere. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? I want to watch another episode. I never get time to watch TV for God's sake. You know, so now I got to sign up for the stupid thing. Did I know? Will I ever watch it again? Probably not because I suck so bad. But uh, all right. That was kind of like, all right, I'm just going to relax. I'm not doing anything. And then I, after that, uh, I, I started to get a little drowsy and I slept from like, you know, 9, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Oh my God. And uh, then I, I woke up and drank tea and um, I, I, I'm like looking up things that you, the best practices to save your voice or to get your voice back. And so I'm. Um, I'm doing the tea thing and, and warm liquids and uh, um, no talking. You know, the, the main thing is don't talk. Do not talk. Um, I get over to the rink and uh, I've, I've warned the, uh, the guy, my, my boss, Brandon. I go, yeah, dude, just I might not have fourth gear tonight. I'm going to try. But I'm not going to attempt to try until we're actually in it. Because that intro, when the team comes out, that's the big one. That's when you're really selling it, you know? I mean, you're, you're doing a penalty kill call or a, a, a whatever. You know, it's, it's, small, it's, it's smaller increments of energy. But that intro, you got to be on top. So um, I started to kicking into high gear on Friday night. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to make it. I got to the opening, uh, just enough, just enough. But I, I could sense that there was some pain in there and discomfort relaxed on Saturday, got back, uh, did the game on Saturday night all as well. 
today. We're fine. Okay. I probably shouldn't be screaming. I don't plan on it. Plan on keeping a normal profile. There's no reason why I would want to scream at anybody today. I guess this all depends on the thi- on the misery that our old pal Kenny puts me through. Hey, go back, scroll up, and uh, look at my comment, man. I made a funny. If you could just scroll up a little bit, uh, and it, uh, first of all, it's not a good comment if you made it. Second of all, quit telling me to fucking scroll up. Just shut up. All right. My God. So welcome to you. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, yesterday. Okay. So on Saturday, I'm, I'm sitting around here and, uh, Diana wants me to get a bunch of chores done because we we're starting to get people to come over. We have like uh, next weekend, we have people coming over and, uh, so I want to keep her happy. And she says, uh, and I, I, I know that this one spot by the back door, it's called the mud room for a reason because people come in, uh, and then there's shit on their shoes, I guess. So it, it's a white floor, ceramic tile and, I know she wants me to actually get on my hands and knees and scrub it. And so she didn't even ask, but I knew it was coming. So I, I scrubbed that freaking floor on my hands and knees. It's absolutely spotless. Little bleach solution. Get in the grout, you know, and I, I crushed it. I got it all done. And then yesterday, um, I go outside with the dogs and, I bring him back in and there's uh, brown spots on the floor where a dog has stepped. At least that's what it looked like, like paw prints, brown. And the it was just the right brown. I was like, well, one of the dogs stepped in shit. And, uh, you know, I had to get upstairs to get some work done here. And uh, I go, hey, can you do me a favor and wipe up all this? It looks to be shit on the floor. So Dinah's on her and I was pissed off because I just cleaned this floor. So Dinah's like on her hands and knees with the Clorox wipes, cleaning up uh, shit paw prints. Like, oh my God, can you believe this? This is so annoying. I just cleaned this fucking floor and the dogs have, is one of these dogs and they're, they're tromping around the house. I go, now it's going to get all over the carpet. Probably, oh my God. And God knows which dog it is. There's 16 paws. You got to, I go, fuck it. I'm not even going to bother looking to see which dog. Uh, it's, it's, it's already gone. It's already in, in different little, it's all been dispersed in little, uh, shit amounts throughout the house. The, the, if we go now, the, the, to, to look at which of the 16 paws has shit on it, it won't, none of them will have it because it's now on the carpet and the floor and my pillow. And uh, this is ridiculous. Such is life. So I come up here, I'm sitting right where I'm sitting right now in the exact same posture, left leg over right knee, uh, left foot that is over right knee starts to, uh, get a little itchy. So I reach down like this and I, I pull off my croc. Uh, this is not my croc. This is my slipper. The dog with the slipper that's Kipper. I pull off my little slipper 
pull off my little socky sock and uh, start scratching my foot like this. And then I'm like, what the? What? What, what is that? What? What is that? Um, grabbing the, 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 the slipper and now the slipper is on the ground or the, the crock with the, the bottom of the shoe facing up. And I guess that's all it took because then I'm getting the smell. I'm like, why am I smelling shit again? What is going on? And I look down and on the crock, you would not believe how much feces was on the crock. I was the one who stepped in the shit and it was, um, it, I, I obviously don't have it here, but, uh, it was such a square hit by my crock on top of this pile that the shit, um, came, uh, you know, out from the side and, and pushed somehow wound up on the side of the shoe. And so I was the one that was dispersing shit throughout the house. Like, ah, I'm blaming the dogs. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on here? Jesus. So I'm like, uh, I grabbed the crock then and I walked down the steps. I go, hey, I found out who was tracking the shit to the house. I said to my wife and she's like, ah, who was? I go, it was, it was me. <laughs> I held it up. I go, look, she goes, jeez, man. So now I have two, two pieces of footwear that need to be um, scraped and cleaned. The crock, which is an easier cleanup job than my other slippers. I don't wear shoes, okay? In fact, uh, I just got left the house to take Diana to work because we're down to one car right now. And I and I, I, I wore my slippers. I don't wear shoes, you know? And besides, it hurts right now because my foot is all fucked up with that enormous gash that's all stitched up. Jesus, horrible way to start the day. Real shit issues. Um, all right. So that's that moving on. I got uh, more than one person who reached out to me and said that they, for some reason, really enjoyed last week, Friday, when I was here, barely awake, uh, my trip around the radio dial. Uh, I just happened to have this, uh, old school radio next to me. And, um, the reason why I even have it here is because it's got a cassette player and I need the cassette player to be able to, um, transfer over the audio from all of the, uh, uh, cassette footage I have from my old radio air check. So that's why I was here. And just on a lark last week, I just turned on the fucking radio and decided to, and it's actually, it's not digital or anything. It's a actual dial you know and uh it works great because um you know it, it gets pretty good reception and uh, people said hey, it was funny just to hear you listening to all these radio stations and radio shows randomly and i'm like well i guess i mean i didn't really say anything i didn't like uh, uh rip anybody a new one or do any uh, uh jocktober or who are these podcasts or any of that shit on it but for some reason, people thought that that was very fun. So, you know me, I'm going to do it until uh, it's no longer fun. Uh, let's do that again. I'm starting on the far left, which is why you hear the static. 
far left of the dial. No one knows these stations. They're all like public radio. I don't know what the fuck that is. Not bad, whatever it is. Very uplifting. Is this religious? Or it's either religious or public at this side of the dial. Uh. But it's something rarely talked about. Nancy Luis, the daughter of Oaxacan immigrants, said discrimination in Latinos always hurts, but more so in this case because it came from three of the most powerful Latinos in the city. Sounds religious. Kenny just got a timeout just just for the hell of it. Aha! Thanks for the report, and we hope to All talk right. to you again soon. All right, thanks, guys. Good morning. It's Jordan Felice, and you're listening to Jeremy and Amanda on 91.3 WCSG. Oh, yeah. That's religious. That's a good look. Forgive an X day. Oh, that's not going to happen. No, no. no. Uh, celebrating today, Eminem is 50. In Aww. sync star Chris Kirkpatrick Eminem is uh, 51. 50. Davis and Butthead animator Mike Judge is 60. And George Wendt, you know Norm from Cheers a long yeah, time ago? He is 74 today. Oh, and if you're celebrating, God. happy birthday to you. From the producers of NYPD Rob Blue says, what did Kenny say? New York. Doesn't matter. And raw he could say, I love you, Eric, and I'm going to The premiere of East New York right after... Josh says he didn't say anything bad. Yeah, no, I know. I know he didn't say anything bad. He just said. He's just, I, I get sick and tired of seeing Kenny's name on the goddamn chat. That's the problem. Kenny dominates the chat and needs to be given a fastball right in his fucking head. Save money. That's no nonsense. That's so basically starting off four and zero. This uh, is in Major uh, League Baseball. X's season. and There's bros. A lot of season to play. We're talking sports. There's a lot of games to go, including tonight's contest against the LA Kings at seven o'clock over on Bally Sports Central. So I don't even know why I slammed my car into park, ran down there. I was the first on the scene with them, and he was was talking and everything. But we were like, "Don't move, don't move, don't move." And this somebody is, else came. Uh, it was in the middle of the country, LAD. in the middle of the. It was out in the middle of nowhere. McBain, Sounds like that's where it is. Vogel Center, they McBain were like some area. Serious story. And we get the cops come. The, everybody comes. We're picking up all his stuff. His stuff scattered all over the. And we're all done. I told you, like, 20 Amish people lined up like children of the this corn. Is, uh, Hello. This is from what last week. Him? You know, and they had one spokesperson. <laughs> what happened to him? I go, he's going to be fine. Uh, he's going to be fine. Last week on the show. I think, like, they, I think the they're replaying something. For all the Amish. 
Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Because that's what you do. If you have a bit that's like your big hitter that you felt was like, oh my God, we crushed it. What you do if you did it at like 9 a.m., you run it again at like 7 a.m. the next day. And then the next day you run it at 8 a.m. And then the fourth day that you run this big chuckle fest is 6 a.m. You don't need to get that personal. And then you do it again at 9 a.m. the fifth day. So if you do anything funny because you're filling so much time, that's really not that much time. That's that's what you do. Are you seeing the telomeres here? Come here. Look at the scope. Dr. And maybe a snowflake, low 30s. The same for tomorrow with a high. That's uh, Andy Ren. Again. And right now, what are we looking at? Legendary. Temperatures still. And our skies are cloudy and are rainy out there as well. Uh, phone's ringing. Hi, good morning, the river. Yes, I just want to give a shout out. You know, okay. we gave a shout out to Michigan State. Goes, and ah, the phone's ringing. Uh, hello. This is recorded. Paris, 22 to 21. After six years, oh my god, I've got to go to the phones. (laughs) Hello, remarkable, huge. We were, we were there. 616 315 0166 in East Grand Rapids and in Holland. But years later, at 25, making loan payments. Oh, I know, but this is important. It's not about my tears. It's about getting the information out there. <laughs> um, um, what's the name? Mojo in the morning. <sighs> Verizon and get the Google app and on us. There is a story today that's gone viral about a couple in England who were getting married, and two elderly people ended up having to go to the hospital at the reception because they ate cupcakes that were spiked with cannabis. I cannot imagine great green in the morning. No, I would kill someone. Now they're claiming we didn't Did know you guys that any know of the cupcakes had cannabis. Somebody that is this trying is to get this time. Somebody knew. All like, female morning knew. show. You know, you know your that? friends. Yes. Which one did it? In all honesty, whether it's somebody who just can't stop talking, or it's somebody who's got a laugh. One hundred five point seven. You're seeing your. Working with businesses, pivoting as the world changes. This is uh, Thunder 107.3. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Uh, the first one's about a clown stalking killing women. Uh, That's it. There ain't shit on there. Come on. It's tough to find something that's good. It's it's uh it, it's hard to believe that, uh, you know, back in the day that was the only game in town, the only game in town. Is Tommy in the morning still on the radio? I don't know. I don't know who the fuck that is. Holy cow! By the way, Josh Brown's gonna get a timeout too. He just he's he's asking for it. Yeah, you're you're getting one too. It, it's just kind of like an accumulation of points. Amanda gets one too because she just announced uh, club hockey uh, results. What the fuck? Do you actually think 
there's anyone on the planet who gives a shit about CMU girls club hockey, you asshole. The only reason why you give a shit is because your dumbass daughter's playing. Shut up. My God. CMU girls club hockey results. This is... What is going on here? Awful. My God. Um, as I sit here, I'm uh, still limping around like an idiot uh, with this ridiculous uh, foot injury. Um, I think the stitches come out in a couple of days. But uh, so yesterday... I'm like looking at all the sub because I did actually get several branches cut down before the, the moment of truth went down. Uh, my sweet neighbor, the hallelujahs dragged them all off to the side. So they're on like the grass and the ladder is still there. Haven't done shit. And I go, I got to get this fucking done. Get the ladder out of there and uh, start like clipping all these small little branches. They're going to go into the, uh, you know, the uh, yard waste dumpster. And then I got to actually fire up the chainsaw yesterday. And um, the hallelujah has come home from church. And uh, Brian rolls on the window. He goes, and I don't yet have the saw running, but he knows it's coming. He goes, everything okay here? I go, yeah, man, it's cool. I got it. He knows it's coming. I put my footwear on. I put on a pair of boots. And uh, by the way, there there are no boots that exist that are chainsaw proof. I've looked it up. There's one product, uh, a pair of boots that have um, like those fibers on the inside that's supposed to stop a saw blade. Like, like, like the chaps that I have. If the blade touches the chaps, the fibers that are in the chaps... We'll stop the saw blade, gum it up, you know? Uh, someone finally got the bright idea to put that shit inside of boots. But I watched some reviews. I actually am concerned. I don't want to cut my feet off. Um, steel toe boots that have those fibers inside of the, you know. And um, it, it didn't work. The guy is this Russian dude. He, he, uh, he tested it and it... it you know, it was better uh, protection than Crocs, to be sure. But I don't think they've perfected this. So uh, I, I put on my boots, which I don't know if they're any more or less protection than a pair of Crocs. Probably more, but it's still, I mean, there's really not much you can do. Uh, it's still a good idea to wear steel toes because if the log falls on your foot, that's going to hurt like fuck. And, uh, you know, frankly, when I split the logs with an axe, you should wear uh, eye protection and steel toe boots because you might miss and hit your fucking foot. Do I do that? No. Should I? Yes. Will I? I don't know. Possibly. But yesterday was not the day to have 100% safety in mind, even though I'm less than one week away from when I try to saw my foot off. But I got the chaps on. I got the helmet on. I got the thing over my fucking face and my boots that won't help me. 
And uh, no, man, I cut the shit out of that thing. And one thing I noticed when cutting up these logs is that um, it's no surprise that when I was cutting that one branch, how it snapped uh, on me. And, and it's because they're full of water and heavy. Holy shit. Um, but so I got all this done, cleaned up my mess. Good. Perfect. Shut the saw off. I'm done. And then I started looking up at the tree and I go, you know, there is no way in hell that I'm going to pay somebody to trim this tree. There's no way in hell. This is too easy of a job. I know I can do this and I can, and I'm going to. However, I'm not going to be on a ladder and I am not going to use a chainsaw. So I broke the news to Diane. I go, um, she's like, okay, I'm going to call the tree company. I go, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Why? I go, I don't want to, I know I can cut this tree. So then it dawned on me, you know, those, um, uh, long handled saws, they're manual just for this exact reason. And I found one on Amazon. It's like 89 bucks and it's telescoping. It can go 70 feet in the air which I don't need that much. This tree is no more than 30 feet tall. And uh, it's just, uh, you just fucking, you know, like a regular saw, hand saw, pruning. And that's all I need. And so that's happening. I am going to do that. My feet are on the ground. I'm not using power tools. What could possibly go wrong? So that is in the works. I'm going to buy that damn thing. And, uh, yeah. Aram says, I only use long handle saws. Good upper body workout. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a lot of work. There's no question. But I'm not going to hurt myself. And I'm not going to have to pay $1,000 to get my tree trimmed. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Kenny says, speaking of Crocs, what a Croc to give me a timeout for nothing. Um, wow. Here's another 10 minutes. You'll learn. You will learn. Eventually, you will get it through your thick skull to minimize your discussions. You're too much, and you deserve every bit of this. All right? So I'm going to give you another one the next time. I, yeah, I owe you three. Eric... Sure is extra cranky today. There's a timeout. Timeout coming to Zildjian. That's a timeout for you too. I am making up for Friday. No timeouts given. Aram says, Kenny, send your comments to him through emails. Aram's getting a timeout. 10 minutes. I'm giving him out like candy. Tyler is sympathetic to Kenny. He says, poor Kenny. He's getting a timeout. Everybody's getting a damn timeout today. 
Corey says, tune in next week when Eric has a concussion. Watch it. Watch it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay. Um, Friday, the hockey game, the Griffins sucked. Uh, it was horrible, tough to watch. Uh, Saturday, they won. Um, Saturday, before the game, I realized no one in my family wanted to use the tickets. I get four tickets every game. Great seats. Lower bowl. Oh, just high enough. You get the perfect vantage point. Absolutely uh, the best seats in the house. And, uh, since no one was using the tickets, I said, I'm going to give these fuckers away. Someone's going to go to the game. So uh, I like to have a little fun with this. And I wrote on Facebook, I have four lower bowl tickets for tonight's Grand Rapids Griffins hockey game. I will give them away. You have to leave a comment with a horrible insult about your old pal, Eric Zane, and why he, me, sucks. And uh, only enter if you can go to tonight's game. I will transfer them to you. Like you just you know put in your cell phone number. Like if you win, I'd message you and you give me your number and I'll send you the damn tickets. We do. We did get a winner and it's awesome. And I wanted to read these because some of these were just so fucking funny. Uh, Stu weighed in with Julius was better at morning radio. And then he follows up with this one cut you deep. Uh, after he said this one. Cut you deep. Tim Kuyper said, not as deep as a chainsaw eating its way through a crock. Stu said, oh, it's deeper. Chainsaw doesn't get you emotionally. I love this. Madison wrote, not my Madison, but uh, Madison wrote, my husband was your neighbor. He said, you smell like shit and you don't know how to mow a fucking lawn. Now, I love that one, and I don't know um, who she is, nor do I know who the husband is. I'm going to take a look, see if I recognize this guy. I don't I don't see. She doesn't have um, uh, any picture of the husband, so I don't know. But anyway, 
Thank you. That was awesome. I loved that. That was a funny-ass crack. You smell like shit. You don't know how to mow a fucking lawn. Excellent work there. I actually gave uh, Madison there an honorable mention. Um, Doan gets involved. The Motor City Man Man. The Motor City Man Man. I don't know what it is with Doan. He's got a very serious look to his face. Uh, well, what? Well, yes, yes, young man. The Motor City Man Man. Did you just call him Motor City Man Man? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. I, I, did you take some? Doan would always come to work high. Some uh, <laughs> some some uh, roofalon before you. I, 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 I don't know what it is about you. Some degree of slurring going on. Perhaps some pie-eyed look. The Motor City Man Man. The Motor City Man Man. Doan says, you let that Doan kid walk in the early stages of the show and 107.3 WBBL crumbled so bad at the point it isn't even a sports station anymore and you totally are just like a gnome. But I love you anyways. Um, let's see here. Nate wrote, glad to see you took lessons from Meathead about using power equipment. The Crocs only added to your ignorance. Just wish it was your tongue you cut with the chainsaw so you'd stop spewing your love of your man crush, Governor Jenner. Too bad I can't see your gimpy ass try to shuffle limp across the ice at the game. By the way, I can't make the game. I just wanted to insult you. Kyle says, I know I'm late, but so are you to the finish line in every race you run. Brandon says, your shot clock PA announcement at the Deltaplex sucked. Devin says, your ears remind me of Shrek. You suck, Mary Beth says, than the drains in my... Wait a minute. You suck worse than the drains in the sewer. Uh-huh. Robert says, not sure about old pal, but you sucked on free beer and hot wings. Your own radio show, Blue, made Dear Meathead look bad. Podcast is pod bad. Brandon, your life is a code brown on the drive into work. Eric Zane sucks because he won't drop the hammer on those who deserve it. Huh? Dude gets double crossed by some of the closest people to him. And he takes the high road. What? I do. The fuck is this guy talking about? Every single time. Bury those stupid motherfuckers. There is no greater content than a old school triggered easy beat up session also dude shadow is a thousand times better than eric zane i don't know if this guy's accurate on that derek's as ugly as human alive that ridiculous huge nose and those god-awful shirts he wears complete loser i don't want the tickets i just did not want to miss the chance to insult uh zane fucking dave fox from old school grd days writes hey dick face the content of your podcast stinks as much as the deepest layer of prehistoric frog shit at the bottom of a New Jersey scum swamp. Adam says you're short and can't drive a limo for shit. Uh, ben Weller writes, damn, too bad this is over. Everyone missed the low-hanging fruit. You manipulate your audience to do your bidding, and when you're done with them, you dump them to the curb and then verbally accost them into oblivion, only to repeat the cycle. 
Andrew adds, it's funny you think any of us is your pal. We're just here for the free stuff. But all of those pale in comparison to our winner, Lee, Lee Abshire, writes, you literally don't know how to keep your mouth uh, shut. So you get fired from a garbage show and have to start a worthless podcast that no one likes to support a family that people only like because you have a hot daughter. What the fuck? I wrote, ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Congrats. I'll message you. So I sent this piece of shit, the tickets. Uh, Butch says, good choice. Michelle says, Lee, this is great. Lee takes a victory lap. He says, thanks. I had to try and go for the throat. Love hockey and actually think Zane is great. Rick S writes, ha, ha, ha. That's brutal, but spot on. Joy writes, harsh, but funny as hell. Lindsay says, your winner hit the nail on the head. I responded with, I know. That was awesome. That went epically as planned. Makes me happy. All right. Thank you if you've been watching this show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. But it's time to say goodbye. If you want the rest of the show as it happens live, I do it every day uninterrupted on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Go there. Give yourself a little fancy username, follow it, and then subscribe to it for free with your Amazon Prime. If you subscribe for free and you have to do it every month, you get the show without any commercial interruptions on the video live stream. So there you go. Throw that out there for you. But uh, otherwise, wherever you download podcasts, if you want the full audio podcast, just uh, search me out. I'm, I'm on all the platforms and j- then just subscribe to the audio podcast. If you want to get it and listen, uh, whenever you want. And on twitch.tv, the video replay is on demand when I get done. So you can uh, watch old shows or if you miss anything, it's all there. Twitch.tv slash Eric St. Live Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. Thank you so much. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT and YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Hang on, I need water. Ugh. Uh, smells like shit in here again. Thank you to one of these dogs. What the hell? Uh, hockey over the weekend. Wow. Um, so I'm sitting there, rinkside, in between the penalty boxes. Now, here's the dynamic. Um, there's probably 15 or so off-ice officials. Two or three of them are at ice level. Everybody's got a very specific job. Actually, there's more than three. There's two penalty box attendants who inform who's ever in the sin bin. Hey, it's 
you know, opens the door for him, shit like that. Where I am in between the penalty boxes, there is the uh, scorekeeper, uh, the timeout coordinator. When I say scorekeeper, I mean the guy who's writing down who's got the goals and the assists and uh, noting the penalties, writing it all down on a game sheet that gets uh, sent over to the league after the game. There's also a um, the person who's running the score clock, the timer. Okay, so you got the scorekeeper with writing all the shit down and then the timer who's in charge of this big piece of equipment uh, putting the penalties up on the board that show up on the um, spot above the ice, the big scoreboard, and then uh, starts the clock, stops the clock, and then there's a timeout coordinator. Guy's name is Terry Marshall. And uh, he everybody's got these these small little intricate roles, all of this group. And then there's a couple dozen or a dozen and a half people way upstairs that are paying attention to ice time and video feeds and all sorts of shit. It's a, it's a real dance. There's a lot of moving parts. Now, all of the people that do it for the American Hockey League are volunteers. They don't get shit. They get like uh, two tickets to the game and like uh, a meal like a voucher to go get a hot dog. I'm not even kidding. That's it. So the people, what the league does and what the team relies on is that people who love hockey, who there's huge value to two tickets. They love being there. So it's all a volunteer staff. The person who runs the uh, score clock and the timer um, her name is Josie and she's the absolute best. And I don't know how she pulls it off, but Josie can have a regular conversation with you about anything. And while she's talking, she's starting and stopping the clock perfectly every time. So she's sitting there bitching to you about whatever, or telling you a story and, uh, and she talks like a million miles an hour. And she usually, if there's any silence, you hear her voice because she doesn't stop talking. So she's busy bitching to me about something. And then the ref, you know, the linesmen are having a face off, dropping the bucket. She starts the clock perfectly every time. And then she's listening for the whistle and then she stops it. I mean, she's really, really good. Well, the first two games this year, she's not there. And that's a problem because no one does the job quite like her. Um, well, the guy that we got doing it though, is the supervisor and he stinks. I mean, he doesn't smell, but he is God awful at doing this. Now of all the things that you must do, there's really only one thing that is not negotiable. You cannot fuck up. Okay. The other things you can kind of, Oh, Hey, I fucked up and go back and fix it. But the one thing that you cannot do is forget to start the clock. When the ref drops the puck. Walt 
I think he didn't start it more than than he actually started the fucking clock. Friday, this happened at least twice. Walt, the clock. Oh, and he's looking right at the refs. He's looking at the linesman, and then he's got his hand on the thing, his thumb. And as soon as the puck hits the ice, not the face-off, at the drop, you hit the button. That's it. And he's looking at it, and they drop the puck, and he's still looking at it. And his thumb hasn't moved. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Hit the fucking button, man. Holy shit. And then Saturday, even worse. Oh, my God. And it got so bad. It got so bad that, um, you know, it's not my job to tell him to start the st- clock and stop the clock. It's, you know, and I'm doing my own thing. I got shit I got to do. And at one point I look up and I see players on the bench and coaches waving and pointing at the clock. And then you can hear fans going, clock, clock. I go, Walt, huh? Turn the goddamn clock on. Oh, okay, man. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're damn right. I'm going to yell at you. What the fuck is this? What is going on? Jesus Christ. Oh. I got to get Josie on here. I got to call her right now. It was hideous. Fucked up the whole game. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hey, I'm on the podcast. Okay. Did, How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Did I, did I, did I wake you up? No, you're good. Are you still like in Florida? No, I got back last night at eleven something. Well, thank so. fucking God! <laughs> Unbelievable! I was just bitching on the podcast about I was like every other time people are screaming at fucking Walt to start the clock. <laughs> Were you one of them? Of course. I go, Walt, start. And then he gets like mad at me. I'm like, don't get mad at me, Walt. There's players, coaches, fans screaming at him to turn the clock on. Oh, man. You can never leave again. Ever. (laughs) Never. It should be a paid position. It should be a $50,000 a year position. No, they just need to not have him do it. Probably. I don't know. All right. Well, I just want to make sure you're back. We got a game Wednesday, okay? Yes, I will be there. Oh. And I don't plan on missing any other games this year oh at God. this moment. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Okay. I hear, I hear there's stories that I still need to hear. Yeah, there are. There are all sorts of issues. It's a timeout issue. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm talking about it on the podcast right now, so you'll be able to hear it on there or I can tell you in person. It's just hideous. All right. Well, it's nice to hear from you. It's nice to hear you too. And I'll see you on Wednesday. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, man. It's Josie. Okay. So, um, San Diego's down by a couple of goals. 
a very high-scoring game Saturday. They got like four or five minutes left in the game. San Diego wants to call a timeout. Now, um, if a team calls a timeout, you get one the whole game. If they call a timeout, um, that is not the same as a media timeout. A media timeout happens first whistle after the 14th, even strength, first whistle after the 14-minute mark, 10-minute mark, and 6-minute mark, if it's not an icing. Then the red light goes on right next to where I am. That red light is like elevated so that several people can see this. It's very important that that red light goes on on the media timeout. The reason why? First of all, the ice crew comes out with shovels and they get all the snow that has uh, been made from all of the skates scraping the ice. And it makes the ice a little bit more playable and faster. So they very quickly, in the zones, defensive zones, will scrape the ice with their shovels and get that snow off. While that's happening, radio goes to commercial and all that shit. So this is important that that red light goes on. Now, if that red light goes on, all these things have to happen. So people are waiting for it. And it only happens, the first whistle, if it's not an icing, even strength, first whistle after 14, 10, and six minutes. That's it. Everybody knows it like the back of their hand. Even the idiot PA announcer knows that. So you have to be aware of what icing is, and you say, hey, this is not a timeout, and that's why our timeout coordinator takes care of this, Terry Marshall. But he was not there on fucking Saturday night. So it's up to us to figure this shit out. As a group, we can collectively figure it out. Now, four minutes to go in the game. San Diego calls a timeout different than a media timeout. I turn around. I'm like, all right, there's a timeout. I go, timeout, San Diego. And they have uh, 60 seconds, come up with something, and then that's it. I turn around, the red light's on. The red light is not fucking supposed to be on. And by the way, there's a, um, a power play. Uh, what do you call it? The Griffins have a man in the penalty box. So you never take a media timeout um, when there's a man in the penalty box. Um, and it's not even strength. So holy shit, the red light goes on and the fucking ice crew comes out and they're scraping the ice, making it more playable for the team on the power play, San Diego. And they pull their goalies. So now they got like a two-man advantage. I'm like, holy shit, Walt, what the fuck, man? I go, did you turn on the red light? Yeah. I go, well, why the fuck did you do that, Walt? Well, there's a timeout. I go, it's not a goddamn media timeout, Walt. It's a, it's a team timeout. Oh. And he shuts it off. I go, it doesn't matter now. Radio's in commercial. The ice crew's out scraping the ice, which is going to help the team on the attack on the power play. What the fuck, Walt? And he's like, oh, I didn't know. I go, you're the goddamn supervisor. How do you not know this shit? Jesus. Thank God they didn't score. Thank God they didn't score. Son of a bitch. All right. 
When this show's done, we got a Patreon bonus podcast. I want you to be part of it. Patreon.com slash Aaron Singh. Really annoyed. Hello. Hey, happy Hello. Monday. How's it going, Kenny? Happy Monday. Oh yeah. It's a great Monday. Are you are you all hurt again? I'm all what? Are you hurt? Hurt? Yeah. No. Like emotionally? Since since you got banned? No, just a little frustrated and annoyed. <laughs> what about? What 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 is the problem? I mean, everybody got timeouts this morning. <laughs> it seemed like it. <laughs> I mean, Aram got a timeout, and Josh got a timeout. You got a timeout. <laughs> All right, Oprah. <laughs> Did we everybody got a timeout? I know. <laughs> okay, so get after it. Go get start. Start making comments now. You you can come back now. The timeout's over. Uh, I figured you you didn't want me to. No, no, I want you to. I just you know sometimes you like. You're it, it, it's, it's, I mean, you, you don't have to make a comment on every single word that comes out of my mouth. You can yeah, also, you can also enjoy the show. I try to. No, you I don't. don't. You don't, Kenny, anything. Kenny, you don't listen to any of the things I actually say. You hear words no, I mean, and then you write talking? comments. <laughs> no. I, I, I tune out the Michigan sports talk. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but usually you'll announce it. Hey, I'm tuning no. out the Michigan sports talk. Uh, no, I'll come no. back. I'll come back when it's something that's interesting to me. <laughs> and then and then you'll like make that announcement, and then you'll make a joke, and then you'll say, "Hey, hey, look at my joke. Hey, 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 look at my funny joke." No. Oh, you don't. You don't really. Oh, you you don't. That doesn't have. Oh, I'm making that up. Well, you're over exaggerating. I I am. Oh, I am. I am really. Yeah. I same way you do. Kenny. Kenny. There is no exaggeration. The one. Okay. These are facts. (laughs) Taxes are paid. We die. The sun rises. No exaggeration on the things you comment about. That's a fact. Sure. <laughs> okay. Hello? Kenny? What? <laughs> what? All right. That's it. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't hurt, you know? And see that also, like you took what I said Friday or Thursday. No, no, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You took what I said to mean like because you gave me a timeout or whatever, it bummed me out. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I first told you. I first told you I was having a shit morning. Yeah. And that didn't help. Yeah. No. No. It it didn't help, and it should have helped. It should have, it should have, I should have, if, if you're in the same room, I'd have smacked the shit out of you. And that would have, that would have knocked some fucking sense into you. That's what should have happened. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that eventually one of these days, me beating the shit out of you will make you go, you know, God damn it. I got to start beating the shit out of people back. 
You know? Nah. Yeah, that nah. that's what we need. We need Kenny. We need angry Kenny. Well, no, no, the world doesn't need angry Kenny. Oh. <laughs> Trust me, there's been too much of that in the past. All right. Okay, so are uh, you really like a serial killer? <laughs> no, what the fuck? What is that? I don't know. I mean, maybe you're maybe you've been because you said it's too much in the past. You know, I didn't realize no, you were such like, a hothead. I mean, I've, I've had issues where I've gotten too angry in the past. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, you're a hothead. You're a hothead. Yeah. That's good. I don't want to. I don't want to be that that person ever again. I, I want you to. All right. <laughs> you want me to? Be- yes, I want Mad Kenny. <laughs> All right, that's uh, it. I'm bored. All right. See ya. Uh, where was I? I've got some family dirt to unload on the Patreon bonus podcast. Oh. Wait until you hear this shit. Ugh. God, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of this show. Oh my God, I'm so far behind. Okay, we are one hour into this show. There are 12 paid sponsors on this show and I haven't done one of them. If I kept it, you know, controlled and did one minute for each which i never do that would give us 12 of the 48 minutes our advertisements oh my god now typically i like to give more can you imagine if in the next 60 minutes 24 of those minutes were commercials it's fucking terrible i can't help but though I get going on this show, and I I think that you would rather me stat. I mean, some people like, um, I I can't say for sure what you want, but would you rather me space it out evenly, or go the front half of the show with as little uh, commercial interruption as possible, and then just kind of fill in the blanks on the back half? You know, I like going along in that opening segment, and today is one of those days. Uh, anyway, thank you, Kent County Health Department. Their website is accesskent.com slash health. And uh, if your family in the West Michigan area is having a bit of an issue keeping food on the table, please consider reaching out to the Kent County Health Department at accesskent.com slash health for information on the WIC program. Okay, women, infant, children. The way they do it is uh, you get a card. It's loaded up with the things that you can get to keep your uh, family fed. Milk, cheese, bread, peanut butter, whatever it may be. All right. And maybe this is not you, but perhaps it's someone you know. Friend of the family. Maybe uh, uh, Maybe your kids play with someone who are down on their luck and they're too damn proud. To, uh, to do something like this. Um, help them out. Encourage someone to uh, tap into the resources that are available to them with the Kent County Health Department. We have a paintball event coming up in less than one week. 
Paintball War number 20. Uh, the Chainsaw Foot Challenge is what we're titling this one at TC Paintball. We're going to start at 4 p.m. If you want in, reach out to me, Eric. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, boy. Eric at ericzanejoe.com. Um, I want to try to get as many as we can packed in for Paintball War number 20, the Chainsaw Foot Challenge. 4 p.m. Sunday. It's going to set you back 35 bucks. We're going to play paintball throughout the uh, late stages that afternoon. Outdoors, weather permitting. If not, we'll take it indoors. No big deal. TCPaintballGR.com. we got a pizza party to get it all started from our friends at BC Pizza in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Blue Frost IT the uh, managed IT service provider for this podcast. If uh, your business is, uh, well, in need of a tech makeover, the wrong thing to do is just start buying things online. You might buy the, um, you might buy some pieces of equipment that are inappropriate for what your business is uh, utilizing tech for. Reach out to Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. And they'll help you every step of the way with a complimentary consultation. College football over the weekend. Tennessee beats Alabama. Now, going into the game, Tennessee was ranked 6th. Tennessee or uh, Bama was, I don't know, or two or three, something like that. Two undefeated teams. Now, forever, Tennessee has sucked shit. When I lived there, they were very good. Uh, they were coming off of a national championship in 1998. Uh, and um, not really a ton happened after that. They were good, but not good enough to beat Florida. And uh, that was the big team back then that Tennessee had to beat. Uh, Tennessee hated Steve Spurrier. So the Florida game was the big one. That was the like Michigan versus Ohio State game. But I think nowadays, um, any team that is playing Alabama, that's the big one. So Alabama travels to Knoxville. And for the first time in a long time, Tennessee has a shot to beat them. Okay, now let me just say this about Tennessee football fans. They're fucking crazy. I've seen this myself. I've seen these people in action. In fact... In Tennessee, in Knoxville in particular, uh, where the college is, this is a way of life. The sports talk stations in Knoxville, Tennessee, only talk Tennessee volunteer football. That's it. I mean, uh, when Pat Summit was the uh, uh, basketball coach, a women's basketball coach here, she's uh, she's since passed. Uh, you know, that was, that was great, but, uh, 
I mean, if they win a national championship, the Lady Vols, but there's any degree of even uh, somewhat tantalizing football news, that is going to trump the women's basketball news, okay? It's that big there. I've never seen something so crazed. Tennessee volunteer football fans. Now, when I see Tennessee is playing Alabama in Knoxville and they've been having a great year, I'm like, oh, maybe this is the year, man. Maybe they're going to win. And God help the community if they do win. Because these people are nuts. If they happen to beat Alabama, all hell is going to break loose. <coughs> they did. Now, last time they beat Alabama was 2006. It's been that long. This is a one-sided affair. So the volunteer fans, when they have something as big as this happen, it's like they've won the national championship. If Alabama wins, it's any other fucking game. Okay? At the end of the day, Tennessee fans need to understand that they suck dick. Tennessee is horrible. Yes, they're okay right now. But they have no fucking shot at anything because ultimately they must beat Georgia and they're not going to beat Georgia. And Bama is probably going to wind up going back to the playoffs. And I hate fucking Alabama. All right. But Tennessee fan needs to understand that ultimately they suck dick. They are not going to be in the playoffs. I'm telling you that right now. But these maniacs. These sick, twisted, perverted fucks that are Tennessee fans. The amount of energy they expend losing their shit and acting like fucking hillbilly degenerate losers is hysterical. When the guy kicked the sh uh, f a field goal to win the game for Tennessee, the refs, this is what they did. They put their hands up and then they, they, they sprinted off the fucking field like maniacs. They knew they're dead. And I think that they were killed. The Tennessee fans run on the field and they're looking for blood. These Hilljacks ripped down the goalposts. And everybody made a big deal out of this because of what they did. But this has happened before. All right. When the team wins a big game, rather than act like uh, they've been there before. Well, they haven't. Um, they, they freak out and destroy shit. So these Hilljacks run on the field. And they rip down the goalposts. Then they will take those goalposts and walk down Cumberland Avenue, which is the strip. Uh, the fucking uh, stadium is right on the Tennessee River. Okay? And, uh, like, for example, video check. Look at it. Here they are on the field. They've, they've destroyed the equipment. This, this, this ripped hillbilly is, uh, is on here. And all these other fans are like, yeah, this guy's like, yeah, the fucking thing breaks. 
And then all these fans, is like the, the, the stadium holds 900,000 people. It's, it, and it's a big fucking bull ring. You know, like the Michigan Stadium, it's, it's a bull. This one is not. It just goes straight up in the air, like 5,000 feet. It's incredible. This is the school's black guy. This dude right here, he was just minding his own business. He didn't even go to the game. And the fan said, hey, school black guy, get on these goalposts. So that's what he did. This is the coach of the team. His name's Josh Heupel. Look it. He's got a victory cigar. These assholes are such losers that they're acting like in a regular game, they've just won the national championship. This is disgusting. This is how shit schools behave when they finally win a fucking game. All right? Again, I hate Alabama, but they're so good. They would never dream of behaving like this. They just shove a football down your fucking throat and politely walk off the field. I've, I've After seeing these disgusting hilljacks, I now want Alabama to win. What a bunch of assholes. Video check. Let's go uh, through this clip right here. This is, um, again, school black guy. And they're uh, in the bowels of Neyland Stadium. Look at, see these guys here in the red? These are members of the Alabama marching band. And they're trying to protect their instruments. There's like drums there, whatever. And, uh. And, and the fans in orange are getting ready to attack them. You can see these guys. They got their instruments here. Fuck you, fat bastard. <laughs> Okay, now watch how stupid these Tennessee fans here. Because see this white pillar? To the right of that is the opening. To the left of it is fence. The goalposts won't fit through the opening, but they can't comprehend. Look at they don't know what to do. These guys are stuck here. They're like, this is it's not gonna fit. There's nothing we can do to make it fit. And then someone in the engineering school says, no, 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 no. You just got to turn it sideways. The black guy, he's one. He says, hey, hey, I know how to do this. You just got to turn sideways. And all these white guys go, thank you, black guy. Yeah, we did it. The black guy's got a cigar. Everybody got a cigar on the way out. Oh. So this uh, this continued. This is um, more of this nonsense. As time expired, look at look at these fucking fans. They're like a mob. It's ended up. Here's the same clip I just showed you. 
That's Cumberland Avenue. That's what they do. They walk down the streets with the goalposts. Look at the dude in the suit here. Singing, uh, singing Rocky Top. These fucking vandals are singing Rocky Top. Now they're taking, they're taking the goalposts and they throw them in the Tennessee River. then they float down the river i don't i don't know what what's it what's the significance of throwing them in the river you'd think that they would like find an alabama fan and shove it up his ass these are the worst fans in sports Okay, their famed field, the uh, checkerboard squared uh, field was destroyed. And I actually have proof of the fat bitch who destroyed the fucking field. Look at this fucking beast ripping up the turf. Jesus Christ, what a bunch of fucking animals. Man, then watch this. This chick right here. This is an Alabama fan. And uh, she's got her camera on her face as Tennessee fans are saying terrible things to her. And she's upset. This is fucking the worst. Yeah, we need to... Are you going to the naughty? That's what I fucking thought, you fucking ugly ass piece of shit. So, I think she's scared but crying but smiling is that what i saw yeah are you going to the naughty that's what i fucking thought you fucking ugly ass piece of shit oh my god oh unbelievable Tennessee wins the game. That was something. I don't know. A little much, in my opinion. But when your team sucks shit, all right? Tennessee, for years, has sucked so much dick. I mean, they've been terrible. And there's been, it's been a, a, a what do you call it? A, uh, revolving door of coaches and they're just been just the worst one of the worst teams in the SEC and uh, they, they finally are starting to play well and their stupid Hilljack fans are wrecking it shame on them shame on them and I hope Georgia beats the shit out of you idiots fucking Rocky Top Fuck you. I hope Georgia kicks your ass, and I hope you don't make the college football playoffs.
Meanwhile, um, the Michigan Wolverines, I guess, are pretty fucking good this year. I was not convinced. I, I think Harbaugh's a fuckface. Um, but, yeah, they are kicking the shit out of everyone. They, they uh, annihilated Penn State. My God. So we have some really interesting things coming up because you have Georgia as a top team, and then uh, <clears throat> Ohio State is two, and then depending on who you like, it's Tennessee and Michigan in the top four, which is you only get four teams into the fucking playoffs, but Tennessee is going to get exposed. They're fucking dead. Georgia's going to kill them. It's going to be, well, I guess it, it, there's a lot that can happen. First of all, this weekend, Michigan State is one of the worst teams in football. But they play Michigan. All right? And they're hosting. Michigan State is hosting. So I expect this to be... I don't give a shit about the record. I don't care about any of that. It would be just like Michigan to play like a big bag of dicks and get the shit kicked out of them uh, by Michigan State. That's what happened last year. But, uh, I mean, last year they had Kenneth Walker. I think he scored like five TDs or some shit. So, I don't know if that's going to happen again. But I'm telling you, all records go out the window with a game like this between Michigan State and Michigan. So, um, who knows who's going to win that one. I'm not, I mean, again, Michigan State sucks shit. But you never know. If Michigan does happen to get by them, though. That's going to be kind of like uh, they, I guess they could have a letdown against Ohio State, but it's going to set up for this Michigan-Ohio State matchup. And then Georgia-Tennessee, a lot of things can happen here. I, I take it back. Michigan-Michigan State, uh, they play in the next game, but not this weekend. There's like a bye week this weekend. One of those just kind of like sets the stage. So it's got to be great. I love college football. It's fucking awesome. All right. Um, so there you go. That's what's up. I just could not get over that Tennessee victory. A great, great win by the team. But those fans are just sick fucks. They are. They're terrible, awful fans. Okay. Thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation for being on board with the show. 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed in your home, that's who you call Bennett Flooring Installation. They will show up and give you a complimentary, uh, well, not compliment. It is complimentary, but it's they're giving you an estimate. Of course, estimates are complimentary. They they want your business. They'll reach out. You reach out. To, I'm fucking this up. God damn it. Call them, 616-318-0167, and get an estimate for the flooring. I suggest ripping out the old stuff yourself. Uh, I know I have to do that on my steps leading upstairs because there's now dog shit all over them because of me. 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. The flooring that I want you to install, I want you to buy it from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. The discount outlet is the lowest price in the state of Michigan. I promise you that. That's before... The Eric Zane Show podcast, 10% discount. When you mention my name, get an additional 10% off. That's right. This business is located behind the Little Caesars on Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan. Can't miss it. 
So if you're local, this is where you go to get flooring. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Can't forget about Bosco's Pub. Part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. Great place to get a burger, watch the game, have a beer, have a drink. Hang out at Bosco's Pub. Award-winning hamburgers at Bosco's Pub. Online at boscospub.com. Open every day except Sunday for dinner. They'd love to be open for lunch too, but nobody wants to work anymore. All right. So tell me what you think about this. This mom on social media is getting all sorts of shit. She did not want her kid to get bullied. Now, as it goes, if uh, when it comes to things that um, uh, kids bully other kids about, something that I would think that a kid would get bullied about would be um, having a unibrow. Okay. And uh, this mom, as a, a kid, and the three-year-old girl uh, has his fucking unibrow. Now, that kid ends up going to preschool or school and had the only one with a unibrow. We're talking some serious bullying here. And I have all oftentimes said that it's up to the parents to do everything they can to keep their kid from getting bullied. And if their kid doesn't like taking a bath and goes to school with greasy hair, it's going to get bullied. You got to make sure that the kid's clean. If the kid's clothes look like shit because they have dork clothes, that's something they're going to get bullied about. You got to make sure they got, they look fly for God's sake. Don't have your kid wearing stupid poverty idiot clothes. Well, that's all I can afford. Uh, that's all I can afford. Well, I don't give a fuck what you have to do. Turn tricks. If you have to don't have your kid going to school wearing bullshit, stupid poverty clothes like I had to because I got the shit kicked out of me for wearing Kmart tracks. So fuck you. Be a good mom. Dress your kids appropriately in clothes that makes them blend in with the rest of the class. If they've got fuck face poverty clothes, they're going to get the shit kicked out of them. So don't do that. If your kid, you know, picks his nose and eats it, beat the shit out of him so that he doesn't do that. When he goes to school, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him anyway. You got to do all that. If your kid's gay and loves dick, all right, he's a boy. And all he wants to do is go to school, learn, and suck dick. You got to teach that kid how to fucking fight. Because when that kid goes to school and the rest of the school finds out that he's into sucking dick, they're going to beat the shit out of him. And then he's going to kill himself. But no, you teach him fucking Muay Thai, and then the first guy that gives him shit for sucking dick, he beats the shit out of him and then makes him suck his dick. That's how you do these things. You do not give your kids the opportunity to get bullied. All right? You got to make sure that your kids are protected and they blend in and they don't have any shit against them so that they can learn. All right? They can uh, do appropriate things in the classroom. I'm telling you, this is key. And if you send a little girl to school with a unibrow, she's going to get fucking bullied. So this brilliant mom 
decided Kyle writes, teach him how to fight and suck dick. And Ky- take it from Kyle. Kyle's been sucking dick his whole life. He's gay as shit. Okay? He has a husband. He's on Team Eric when it comes to this. I have never had a penis in my mouth. But if I did put dicks in my mouth and I'm going to school and I'm like, fuck, I can't wait to study, get some cock and uh, and all that other shit, I'm not going to want to get the shit kicked out of me. I better well know how to fucking fight. All right? All right. Good. Glad we're all on the same page. This mom, everybody is giving her shit because... Uh, she shot a video about the, of the little kid uh, uh, getting her unibrow waxed. Okay. Kyle adds, that's how I was brought up. Really tough and really gay. Yes. You got to send. If you're going to be gay, you got to be tough as fuck. All right. Kenny writes, wow, had to restart the phone. Oh, I thought it got quieter. What happened? There was an ad read last I knew. Now Eric's talking about going to school and sucking dick. You missed it, dumbass. If you didn't have an Android phone, you wouldn't have had to restart it, you stupid piece of shit. Shut up. All right. Audio check, video check. Here's this mom being a great parent. Why'd you put those on your lips? Ready? One, two, three. Ow! Oh, that hurt me. Ow, Mom. That's put those on your lips. Ready? All right, girl. Now you got two eyebrows. No more flawless brow. All right. No big deal. Okay? People are losing their shit over it. As someone with severe mommy issues, this is how it starts. My mom projected every insecurity she ever had because we looked so. That's the mom on the left watching the video of this loudmouth saying, oh, similar. And now I live in hell. Now I live in hell and you're starting it with your daughter. Good job. Oh, shut up. Shut the hell up. So. Uh, people are giving her grief, saying, oh, my God, that's so terrible. This is so bad. I can't believe you're doing this to your daughter. Um, the, the the chick who did it when it all started, um, she wrote, my fellow Mexicans, y'all understand. Yeah, I, I maybe that's a thing. Uh, but this woman is getting all sorts of shit because she waxed the kid's unibrow. All right. Leah Garcia, a realtor and uh, a realtor and content creator is raising two daughters. Uh, She says she's waxing the daughter's brows for good reason to protect her from bullies. Yes. And now the uh, online community is divided. 27 million views. Garcia said her account's been flooded with comments from people who supported or disagreed with her parenting choice. The hate is on another level. I've never experienced anything like it, she said. To be attacked as a mom when my intentions and my heart are so pure when it comes to this situation, that hurts. 
Yeah, I wouldn't quite say it hurts. I, if I were her, I would, you know, uh, respond like a fiery Mexican and say, fuck you. Fuck you. Garcia said that in her household, eyebrow waxing is a standard procedure that started when her eldest kid was three. Uh, it's kind of a routine that we do in the house, she said. So if I'm getting waxed, which I have to do weekly, I just kind of make an announcement to the house. Hey, guys, I'm waxing. Anybody wants one, come in. She said she'd never consulted a medical professional, but a family member who was in cosmetology school was the first to carry out the hair removal treatment. Uh, eventually, Garcia began waxing her eldest herself. Um, no big deal. She just uh, She's just a grown woman trapped in a little girl's body. She's joking, obviously. I took the opportunity to wax her when she asked for it. She's never cried. A uh, common accusation of the criticism she's gotten is that she's projecting her own insecurities onto her daughter. To that, Garcia sa- said she could almost guarantee that those people have never been bullied for having a unibrow. Yeah, I can only imagine if you're a chick and you're with other uh, young you know, uh, children and uh, you just show up to school and then everybody starts giving you shit. I mean, that, that's tough on a kid. I mean, come on, shut the fuck up. She said she vividly remembers being made fun of in school for having bushy eyebrows as her parents didn't allow her to try any hair removal methods as a child. You know, you walk in and then the kids are like, oh, yeah, I bet you got a huge muff. Because that's what they're going to say. As soon as, you know, it's going to start, I was saying, you got a caterpillar. And then one kid's going to see, like, uh, figure it out and then start making muff cracks on her. And then that's going to be, she's going to go, oh, fuck, you're right. I do have a huge muff. Oh, no. My parents did a phenomenal job making sure that I was a confident little girl, making sure that I knew that I was beautiful. Yeah, that's exactly right. If you're a sweet Mexican lady, a senorita, Latina, and, uh, and you, you know, you got to be very upfront with your little girls with this. And she is, and I applaud her. She's going to say, look, you're going to have a giant muff. That thing needs to be kept uh, clean. And we need to make sure that your eyebrows look perfect like the Latina princess that you are. And if you don't, you're going to look like a fuck. And everybody's going to call you terribly, uh, terrible racist names. Uh, I was beautiful even though I did have bushy eyebrows, she said. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the horrific experience when you're a kid at school without your parents, without your siblings having your back. She said she wanted a different experience for her kids. She added that while her daughters would inevitably be self-conscious about some things about their appearance. And and you can't unring the bell. You go to school with a giant unibrow once, you're dead. You don't want that. The mom says it's an easy fix. All right. Uh, we, me waxing my daughter's unibrow doesn't mean that I think they're flawed. She said, it doesn't mean that I, no, you, it does. You, they are, and, the, and you got to be honest. I said, yeah, just want you to know that we can correct this, but this is a birth defect. What you have here with this unibrow is, is hideous. And uh, so we're going to get rid of that. And you want, I want you to do this for the rest of your life going forward. I'm genuinely trying to protect. And then just say, and if we don't get rid of this, people are going to beat the shit out of you. You're going to go to school and someone's immediately going to kick you right where the babies fly out. You don't want that. 
A child and adolescent psychologist weighs in on this. Angela Karanja, a child and adolescent psychologist who founded Raising Remarkable Teenagers, said she viewed Garcia's waxing bliss, uh, the child's name is Bliss, as a self-care practice that seemed to be coming from a place of fear. Yeah, okay. My suggestion is, in addition to doing the waxing, focus on building, in addition to doing the waxing, so she's not saying don't do it, Focus on building her child's self-worth and esteem from within. Karan just said, ah, bullshit. No, you say, if we don't get rid of this, you're going to be ugly, okay? We're going to get rid of this so that people don't beat the shit out of you. Remind the child she is worthy and beautiful no matter what because her beauty is not an external thing. Uh, I disagree with all of that. Say, honey, if you start this practice now, first of all, um, you are going to be beautiful because you're my daughter. Um, but if you don't do this, you won't be beautiful. And if you're not beautiful, you will not be able to marry an attractive man and you will have ugly kids. You need to break this all down with the kid. Okay. Be out in front, you know, be honest with them. Uh, and that's the end of it. However, she added, it's important to teach children to look after their appearance and liken removing extra hair on the face to correcting crooked teeth. Okay. You know, this is good, she said. It's for the kids' highest good. Karanja said it's also important to assess that some of the Zaniacs' parents should have done that, you know, or at least told them not to fucking take meth. Karanja said it's also important to assess the motive behind the action. She cautioned against parents projecting their own fears like a fear of bullying onto their children which can lead to disallowing a child their own expression and authenticity. Now, fuck all that shit. No, you got to tell them that we got to wax this, and then um, you're going to become a black belt. And if anyone does actually pick on you, um, settle it with your fists on the playground, and that's the end of it. And uh, I will act mad when the school calls, but um, no. In fact, the first day of school, I want you to mark, march up to the biggest bitch and knock her the fuck out um, and, and lay down the law. It's kind of like what you do in prison. Find the biggest motherfucker, take him out quickly, and then uh, everybody's going to see that shit, and then you're good to go. That's how you stop. Okay, yes, I think it's important that I write a book called The Eric Zane Guide to Stopping Bullying. I got this all figured out. All right. All right, where am I? Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Kraft got married. That's right. The owner of the New England Patriots, Bob Kraft, is now married. Now, when you have $10.5 billion with a B dollars, um, you put out the call and important people show up. When it comes to this marriage, no one even knew Bob and Dana 
were getting married. Bob is 81. Dana, who is a physician, is 47. So that's gross. Uh, I, you know, I don't know, man. So at 52, I would say the, if I'm okay, cause Bob Kraft's last wife died. So I want some companionship. Now, if I were him, I'd marry someone his age. Um, instead he's marrying this chick. And God, I wonder if there's a prenup. And I think that that should be talked about. Everybody, the only thing anyone wants to know is whether or not there's a prenup here. And if she actually enjoys having sex with an 81-year-old man. Now, ladies in the audience, some of you are about that age range, 47-ish, give or take five. Hell, I don't even care if it's give or take 10 or 15. 81. You're having sex with an 81-year-old man. How in the world are you going to have an orgasm when you feel nauseous, when you actually feel sick, that there's an 81-year-old man in your body? That's horrible. Jesus. So there's that. When you have ten and a half million dollars, sorry, billion dollars, um, you invite all your friends. And in fact, the, 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 he invited all these friends for a very, very important party, he said, but no one knew that they were getting married. And then all of a sudden they walk out and they're, they're having the ceremony. And uh, I think Tom Brady missed practice or some shit. Like Bob Kraft said, hey, I'm having a big bash. You got to be there, man. And uh, sure enough, there he is in the back looking like he's 23 years old. He actually is starting to look a little like Skeletor now, especially right there. That's uh, Randy Moss. I don't know who the rest of these fuckers are. Is that the dude from American Idol? Randy Jackson? I don't know. I just see a bunch of black dudes. And Brady and then this one white guy. And his lovely wife, she's 47, Dana, what's her face? Okay. There's more to this. When you have $10 billion, you go big or you go home. 200 guests at a surprise wedding ceremony on Friday night at the Hall de Lumieres in New York City. Kraft invited a slew of star-studded guests to a kickoff and touchdown party. Hey, Tom Brady, I'm having a kickoff and touchdown party. Can you go? Tom's like, yeah, man, I don't give a shit. I got nothing going on. I left my wife and kids uh, to to play football again because I'm an asshole. And by the way, my team sucks now. We're three and three. We got the shit kicked out of us by a rookie quarterback. Yeah. The uh, uh, a tandem of 
uh, Kenny Pickett and, and Mitchell Trubisky beat the Bucks. Fuck you, Brady. Serves you right for leaving your wife and kids, you piece of shit. He's like, yeah, I got nothing going on. I'm gonna, I'll just leave the team. So Brady's there. Um, a source who attended the event told People Magazine most guests were completely taken by surprise. Most of the people didn't know it was a wedding celebration. We thought it was a party. And then we went upstairs and a screen opened and Robert and Dana came out. She was in a wedding dress and all of a sudden on the microphone is Elton John. Speaking of sucking dick, Elton John announced them as husband and wife. And then Meek Mill wrote a song for them. Did he write it right then? It says Meek Mill wrote a song for him. He's like, hang on, let me write a song. I think he had it written, which he then gave the song to Ed Sheeran. And he sang the song. Or did Meek sing it with Ed Sheeran as the backup? I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. You know? The source also noted that there was an amazing spread, including caviar, uh, Rubens, like I guess Ruben sandwiches, Ruben sandwiches, pigs in a blanket, and niches. I don't know what niches are. There must be some significance to having pigs in a blanket there. I mean, and seriously, uh, side note, caviar. I'm guessing no one here in the audience has eaten this. Um, so it's the eggs of fish. And in fact, whenever um, there's fish eggs on sushi, I knock that shit off. It's too gross to me. The idea of eating that. Does it taste really great? It must, right? It's so expensive. Uh, page six said the couple shared a 10-minute video with their guest, Snooze, before NFL commentator Al Michaels introduced them to the crowd. I wonder if he made him say, do you believe in miracles? It is unclear, however, when, when exactly Kraft and Bloomberg officially said I do to one another. And that's it, I guess. During a, a Kraft and Bloomberg special evening, they were joined by a series of stars, including Tom Brady, John Bon Jovi, who I hope did not sing. A guy can't sing anymore. Kenny Chesney was there. Roger Goodell, NFL commissioner, was there. NBA commissioner Adam Silver was there. Tom Brady, solo. As Giselle is looking for the next Mrs. Bunchin. What an asshole Tom Brady is. All the wife wanted to do. All she did was said to him, look, you've been playing football for 22 years. Your records will never be broken. The kids are growing up. All I want is a steady supply of dick, not to be living in Florida, and to spend billions of dollars. Do you think he can handle that? Do you think he can manage banging a supermodel, spending time with your kids, 
and spending an inexhaustible amount of money? Or do you want to play your stupid fucking football game for another half a year? Another eight months? I've had it. I am team Giselle. Oh my God. This guy is a fucking idiot. To me, he's worse than Favre. Tom Brady is one of the worst people. Uh, It goes like this. Pecking order. Worst people to ever play football. Ray Carruth. OJ. No, I take, I'm getting it wrong. Third place, Ray Carruth. Second place, OJ Simpson. Number one, Tom Brady. Can be, don't even argue. Okay? Can't be any other order. Horrible. What the hell is that guy thinking? Jesus. Uh, Let's see here. Kraft and Bloomberg began dating in 2019. In June of that year, they made their public debut as a couple at the French Open. How embarrassing is that? This this 47-year-old hot chick is married to this fucking fossil. That is just disgusting. Look at him. Look at her. She's all young and energetic. She's with this dude who's old enough to be her grandfather. Disgusting. God. Look at his neck is so fat. It actually looks like a large vagina. He has such crazy neck folds. His giblets there. This is gross. I hope there's no prenup. I hope she takes all of his fucking money. Man. It's unknown how or when they first met, but uh, they were first seen together in 2017 at an Elton John AIDS Foundation event where Bloomberg, uh, Dana Bloomberg posed with one of Kraft's Super Bowl rings. Uh, designer Tommy Hilfiger later broke. This is the same guy who, okay, so they've been doing this, uh, seeing each other since 2017. Do you remember at that one Super Bowl when uh, this piece of shit uh went to the Asian spa in Florida during Super Bowl weekend and got a, a hand job from some trafficked Asian chick. And she, this disgusting chick now that he's marrying is like, yeah, I don't have any problem with that. No big deal. Fucking rich people are disgusting, man. They are just fucking gross. Wealthy people make me uh, sick. They're just not normal. They just don't do anything normal. And you know what they have to do? Because they're not like you and I. I was talking with my, bro- my uh, brother-in-law, Charity Scam Mike, because we have a relative who's super wealthy, who's always bitching about everything. This uh, relative of ours. And um, we, he came, Mike came up with that. He's always pissed because he doesn't have any real problems. He doesn't have to worry about money. He doesn't have any stress in his life about, you know, uh, who's going to pay this bill or who's. So he has to create problems for himself that are not really problems. You know what I mean? That's what rich people do with their money. Like shit. That's not an issue. They go ahead and fucking erupt their, 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 their heads explode because they have no goddamn problems. 
If you have all the money in the world, you think that you'd just be happy and easygoing. But no, they've got to start fucking fights with everybody because they're cocks. The money makes them retarded. That's what you have. Hang on. Bruce, you better not be doing what I think you're doing. His uh, his face, you know, he's got that sore on his face, and then it starts to heal, and then he starts rubbing his face on the carpet, okay, to uh, when it starts to itch, which rips the scab off. So I've been putting him in a leash and, like, yank on the leash, and I just took it off him not long ago. Hey, I'll put that leash right back on you, because if I have the leash on him, I can just tug him, and he'll stop, because... When you put the cone of shame around him, he it's really bad. It doesn't work. He freaks out. All right. Uh, on the Patreon today, I cannot talk. I cannot wait to talk about um, the guy who um, is running for camp, some type of political office in Manhattan. And he made a porno with a porn star for like he did it and, te- and released it to get his name out there. And it's working. He might win the election. He's going on a platform that we need to make all uh, prostitution legal. And, and he wants to start a whole industry of sex workers in New York City. This fucking dude makes a hires a porn star and makes a porno. We got to talk about this. Talk about it on the Patreon. I'm also going to get into the Twitch streamer, similar to what I'm doing now, who is also a porn star. I think she shoots pornos and then she goes on Twitch and talks about the porno she shot. It actually sounds pretty interesting, actually. But she was at a thing called TwitchCon. So all these loser streamers get together at one big festival or convention. You know, there's um that that's what everybody does these days. They they get they get together and they have a convention. Isn't there one called podcast convention or something like that? Podcast movement? That's the piece of shit one where um Ben Shapiro just happened to be walking through the hotel where it was held. And then the people at podcast movement had to post an apology that Ben Shapiro was walking through the hotel doing nothing. This is supposed to be a safe space for us podcasters. But Ben, big Ben, Ben Shapiro's here. (laughs) Idiots. I hate those conventions. I used to have to go to these radio conventions when I was doing radio at, uh, oh, and they just fucking suck. Oh, I don't know if it's the ADHD or the, or the cheesiness of all these fucking radio people hated it. Anyway, she is at TwitchCon and she got badly hurt. And this whole thing is blowing up. It's a great story, though. I, I can't wait to tell you about it on Patreon. And, and I have to talk about 
these protesters trying to drum up some type of attention about bad things happening to the planet. Okay. And, uh, they went very extreme on this and they were very successful in getting us to talk about the bad things happening to the planet. However, I don't like this type of maneuver that they did. So because of that, I'm going to go burn some plastic, but I want to show you what they did. There's video of them just trying to destroy a work of art. Okay. So all those are things we're all going to talk about on the Patreon. So quit being a fucking asshole and sign up for the Patreon. I don't mean that. You're not an asshole. I'm just really, really wound up today, as you can tell. Okay. We're going to get to the asshole today in a moment. Before I get to that, I have way too many sponsors to share with you. And I want you to sit through all of them. Okay. Uh, Side note. My son wants to start podcasting. And I go, well, and he asked me for some equipment. So I, I do have equipment. I go, well, yeah, I, I, I can help you. I can set you up with everything you need. What are you going to podcast about? Well, my friend, my friend Tyler and I just think we're funny. I go, well, this is going to suck. No, I'm just kidding. I go, uh. All right, well, you know, I mean, you never know. He goes, just something we want to do. I go, well, I'll, I'll help you every step of the way. I go, whatever you do, though, make sure you get to it. When that show starts, don't take like 10 minutes to get warmed up about what you're going to do. Don't kill time like some kind of dick. Get after it. Jump in there and start laying down the law. Like your dad does. Don't fuck around. Don't waste anybody's time. And God help you if it you start to sound like shit. Because if it sucks, I'm probably going to have to feature you on this podcast. And I'm probably going to tell Carl too. And that'll straighten any bad habits out really quick. Open enrollment for healthcare.gov starts November 1. If you are self-employed or your employer does not offer insurance or you are currently jobless, you still need health care. It's time to think about this. Reach out to Frank Fuss and he will help you every step of the way. Frank owns and is the CEO, owner, operator, CEO, uh, head honcho, big cheese, boss of my Policy, shop, insurance, a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, number one in Michigan, as voted on by the insurance industry. He can help you every step of the way, and the best part is it's free. Guy like Frank makes his money from insurance companies, not from consumers. 616-914-4070. I have been insuring myself, my wife, and my daughter, Madison. Well, even before that, um, Jim and Jackie were on the policy too, but they have big people jobs now. They get their own insurance. Madison's still a student. 
uh, is insured till 26. I take care of all of that through a policy that I purchased at healthcare.gov. I can't afford that, Eric Zane. The fuck you can't. Let Frank help you. You're just not aware of the things that are offered you by our wonderful government. This is the type of thing that like five years ago, Trump was like, we can't afford this. You know, Obama put it in place and Trump said, yeah, we can't afford it. And then uh, uh, it was up to John McCain and John McCain said, thumbs down. And then, okay, well, guess what? It's working. Yeah, we can't afford it. We can't afford it as a a country. The fuck we can't. Are you crazy? So what happens is the government pays a good portion of your premium each month. You pay some. You do have to contribute. It's not free. But they they pay for a lot of it. And then if you make a lot of money, though, in your self-employed job or uh, when you do your tax return, you got to pay that subsidy back. But if you don't, it's a wash. You don't pay it. That's how you do it. Healthcare.gov. Frank will walk you through every step of the way. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan and Social, Secu- uh, Social Security Guru. I almost said Social Security Uh, We got comedy this week at Full House Comedy. Dan Cummins is in town, I do believe. Fullhousecomedy.com. Buy a car at Sarah Honda Granville. Go there. They're on Kennewa in Granville, Michigan, just uh, north of 44th Street. Test drive any new vehicle. And then you say yay or nay. I want this car or I don't. If you do... They go, all right, let's figure out what you want for um, options. You sit down. Yeah, I want it this color. I want these wheels. Oh, I got to have that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want that. I want that. Okay, when do I get it? Today? No. We have to go make your car. They actually push a button. It says make car. And then like a ticket shows up at the assembly line somewhere in America because they are built in America. And then they build the damn car. And then it shows up at Sarah Honda Granville. They prep it, fill it full of gas. And then uh, you take it home, and then you uh, when once you get it home, you throw out the floor mats, and you buy those WeatherTech ones. Sarah Honda Granville online at sarahhondagranville.com. S-E-R-R-A Hondagranville.com. I think actually you can buy the Honda floor mats, like um, one of those extra. Hey, you want the deluxe floor mats? One of those deals. They also have hundreds of certified pre-owned vehicles on the lot right now. You can walk in, pay, drive off, or you can pay monthly, whatever you want. It's up to you. You can pay cash for the car. If you got the extra cash laying around, that's what I suggest you do. Pay the, pay all the cash right there. So if you don't want a car payment, but you want a certified pre-owned car, come up with the money, pay that shit and drive that car to the wheels fall off. Uh, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Installing the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. I saw Joe this weekend, Friday. He was honored as the um, season ticket holder of the game. How about that? Joe is one of a handful of Mexicans that loves hockey in West Michigan. They got like their own fan club. We honored Joe 
at the game. It was awesome. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. $79 for a furnace tune-up. Don't just flip the thing on at the start of the heating season. You got to get that thing serviced. $79 is all it's going to cost you. Hello to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Smack dab in the middle of Grand Rapids, right along 44th Street, a few blocks to the east of 131 Irvine's, right on Stafford. Call them, 616-532-6600. 616-532-6600. E-R Vines. ERVines.com is the website. Last but not least, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Thank you, Mario. If you need a mortgage, Forbes just ranked the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage as the number one mortgage team in America. Five-star rated. 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, South Carolina. Thank you, Mario. Get pre-approved on your mortgage so you know how much you can spend Get a, get more than the house. Let's say you're looking for uh, a two hundred thousand dollar house. Get approved for two twenty if you can, because it's probably going to be a damn bidding war that takes place. Okay, just like that, two hours in the books. The Eric Zane Show podcast rolls on. If you're enjoying the free podcast, again, I want to see you on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric. Zane. All right. Uh, another example of why Kenny gets banned. I've explained to you many times that when you tell me to look at previous comments, I don't have that ability to do that. If I ever see comments, it's because like they're highlighted. Okay. Like you just did. You highlighted it, so I saw it. Because I'm professional, I don't like going back and scrolling through because that allows for a lull and it's quiet and it's awkward. And, you know, it's how I do my job. So can I just tell you unequivocally, okay, unequivocally that you should fuck off when it comes to trying to tell me what I need to do on the goddamn podcast, okay? And too often, if someone says, hey, I said something funny, look at my funny comment. It's not. You aren't funny, all right? Nine times out of 10, you aren't. So please go have sex, you two fat fucks. All right. Assholes of the day are Kenny and Amanda for being stupid, trying to hijack the show, and being fat. There you go. Now that's funny. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Your assholes of the day are those two fat fucks. Thank you. Have a great day. And goodbye.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.